Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jim Noga, CIO at Partners Healthcare. In this segment, Noga talks about why leadership believed it was critical to engage research as a key stakeholder in the EPIC rollout, how creating an enterprise-wide HIM department will help foster innovation and more effectively integrate new affiliates, and why he thinks standardization sometimes gets a bad rap. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. And was that something that was a, a bit of a tough sell for the ANCs, especially who had their, their systems that, you know, the homegrown systems that worked really well, or, or was it I mean, or was there there were understanding of, you know, this is why we're doing it, getting to an integrated system, but was it a little bit difficult of a sell? It wasn't a difficult sell when they understood that this was all about the patient experience and being mm-hmm. able to deliver better and safer care to our patients through right. that one record and through the whole continuum of care. People got it and they understood that possibly they had a niche solution that had, from their perspective, better better functionality. But in the end, having that single record and not having to use baling wire and gum to cobble together interoperability between mm-hmm. a variety of niche products, that uh, right. they would be better off, the patient would be better off, um, and it provides... Uh, yeah, a great platform for generating data for our uh, academic and research missions. Right. And I would think that when you're dealing with, you know, academics and research, that there's probably a hunger there really to want to, to get to that next point with the data and, you know, want to get into some of the, uh, the, the predictive and even, you know, prescriptive uh, analytics and being able to, to do more with the information. Yeah, there there is. You know, and we have a... a solid research platform and so you know we're able to take data and anonymize it and uh, really reinstantiate it into our what we call our RPDR research patient data registry that mm-hmm. then allows our investigators to identify cohorts of patients for uh, potential research or for potential clinical trials so it's it's worked out well and I think importantly and probably different than past efforts is research was one of the key stakeholders as, as we went through the implementation process to make mm-hmm. sure we, we engaged them so that uh, we didn't build a system that only met the needs of the clinicians. We wanted to meet the needs of the clinicians, the researchers, other healthcare providers, obviously revenue cycle and the administrative aspects of healthcare and uh, most importantly, the patient. Okay. So, so obviously, that there's kind of um, there's a couple of different burners or a couple of different things going on as far as uh, big data and how uh, the information is being used to to uh, you know to do things like develop better protocols and things like that. Is it kind of a just like a multi-burner type strategy? Yeah, I, I mean, there's the AI and machine learning, and then there's the mm-hmm. the partners' data lakes, and and those are two initiatives that the teams often talk. And I think what, what's important is they're sourcing data, not just from EPIC, but uh, genetics and genomics data, things like social determinants, things like imaging with metadata tagged to it. 
things like patient-reported outcomes. So th there are much more data available than just what's uh, in the core electronic health record when we, uh, when we talk about research. Right. And with, with the size of the organization, you have those separate groups, but is there like a, a specific kind of data team or uh, like just as far as like how those decisions are made, who are you really uh, talking with most? Well, those groups obviously talk to one another. And, you know, one of the right, things right, we're, sure. we're focused on, I'm not going to say we have solved, but, you know, how, how do you put together really data governance so people do mm -hmm. know, the, know the source of truth? that yeah. uh, they are able to be determined for um, what they're trying to accomplish, uh, where should they source the data? Should it be from an electronic data warehouse? Should it be from RPDR? Should it be from the data lake? Should it be from Epic Clarity um, or other sources? And uh, the whole BI analytics, you know, that's something that we're truly starting to uh, up our game and, and focus on, on getting that right because we feel that it's really uh, strategic that, that we do that well. And uh, if you do it well, I think it's, well, actually, I think it's necessary for the sustainability uh, of the entire organization that, that we do that well. Because it, again, it can support clinical decision support. It can support population health management. It can support making business decisions. It can support clinical trials. It can support basic research. Um, so right. it, it's really a key component. You know, when when I think about you know over the five years, you know what has changed in terms of what's important. And yeah, I'm probably repeating myself here, but it is. It's that population health management. It's that. Mm -hmm. It's it is the analytics. It is the evidence-based medicine. It is the artificial intelligence and machine learning in terms of our new focus. You know, at the same time, there's a lot of things I think that CIOs are responsible that you have to do well that we continue to focus on. I mean, cybersecurity, we've made uh, substantial advancements over the past five years, but we can't take our uh, foot off the pedal just because the, uh, the threats are changing on a daily basis, both in the type of threats they are and the damage that they can do. Um, mm -hmm. That it, it just takes uh, a lot of effort in terms of determining where are my risk and where am I going to invest in terms of a, a cybersecurity strategy. So, you know, that's near the top of our list, you know, once you get behind yeah. or next to everything we're doing in the uh, in the clinical space. And then I think a lot of investments in terms of partners, we call it Partners 2.0, and trying to be a, a more efficient enterprise organizations. And, you know, what comes into play there often are IT solutions. So we consolidated all our health information management departments across the enterprise into a enterprise HIM function. Okay. Um, we're looking at components in credentialing of doing that. Um, where do we have shadow IT across the organization that we want to pull that together into an enterprise solution? Uh, you know, how do you effectively deal with uh, new affiliate integrations quickly? So we've developed a playbook for when we do have a new affiliation, sort of what, what's the order in terms of what do we put in first? Uh, 
you know, do we focus on the network? Do we focus on the human resources component? What components need to be in place even prior to pushing Epic out into that organization? And then where are we able to, to standardize on infrastructure, whether it's the uh, service desk, whether it's voice over IP, um, you know, whether it's Office 365 or Exchange Online, you know, and how, how quickly can we move new affiliates over to those various platforms and make sure that it's cost effective for them as well as partners as a whole in terms of moving them to those what I would call IS infrastructure and application standards. Right. So I would imagine that the whole um, Partners eCare initiative that has kind of driven this need to, to consolidate the enterprise as far as HIM and, and you know, really try to standardize the infrastructures and things like that. That's kind of been a, a necessity when, when you are moving to one integrated system. So, yeah, it has, you know, in, in some respects, it's been a forcing function into mm-hmm. moving more towards a enterprise solution. What we want to make sure is standardization doesn't mean least common denominator and that we still do focus on optimization and innovation because mm, standardization right. uh, sometimes uh, gets a really bad rap. And yeah. uh, what we try to communicate is by standardizing sort of the, some of the core services and some of the underlying infrastructure not allows us uh, to actually innovate more quickly, but most importantly, when we have an innovation that works, that we can scale it across the enterprise more quickly. Previous to having these kind of standards and Epic in place, someone may have had a really great idea that worked in their environment but did right. not easily scale across partners. In today's environment, once we have agreement that it's an innovation that we can scale, we can do that much more quickly than we could five years ago. Right. And then in terms of, you know, uh, how that's governed, how does that work out as far as getting that, that consolidated uh, HIM enterprise? So, uh, I mean, the, the HIM, we worked uh, with all the sites. Many of those staff were uh, employees at each of the sites. They're, they're now part of uh, a group, a partners group, and are employed directly by partners. Uh, okay. You know, we, we figured out sort of what the various tasks, whether it's request of information, whether it's chart correction, whether it's managing the integrity of the EMPI, and then uh, you know, across the enterprise, staff applied for various positions, and we really created that uh, HIM group because we realized we couldn't have people at each site doing chart corrections. They were going to be stepping on each yeah. other. Uh, we right. really needed to move to a... Uh, an enterprise solution. So um, that consolidation actually went very well, and I think uh, they're a better organization because of that consolidation. Right. And now in terms of how it's structured, most of or all of the hospitals have a site CIO at this point, right? Yeah, the hospitals, uh, all of the hospitals have a, a site CIO. That's correct. Okay. And, you know, Essentially, their role, because infrastructure is often managed centrally, is is really morphed into a business relationship manager. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the, the two AMCs, the MGH and the Brigham, you know, they continue to have development teams in that locally and have innovation hubs. Uh, that isn't necessarily the, the case at all the community hospitals. So the role of a site CIO can vary in terms of responsibilities based on where you're at in, you know, at which entity that you're the site CIO for. Right. Yeah, you're dealing with, with different organizations with different needs and, and sizes, all kinds of things. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Spalding uh, Rehab is different than McLean, which is focused on behavioral health, which is different than home care. Uh, right. And then even the community hospitals, some of them are in, uh, you know, regions with uh, a high percent of commercial payers. Others are in regions with um, high Medicaid. So, yeah, the needs vary. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.